Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. I am Gemma. I am Chippy. That was lacklustre, wasn't it? Well, that just about summed me up. (laughs) (laughs) My luster is lacking. She can't even rev up anymore. I have a theory. Um, We were, on Saturday, we were all waiting for, when I say we, I mean the people in my family, we're waiting for Boris to come on the telly box. And it was delayed, 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 delayed. And oh. do, you know, do, you know, do, you know, do you know why I think it was delayed? Oh. I think Joe Wicks was feverishly lobbying him not to close schools because Joe Wicks just couldn't cope with doing another. However, <laughs> I, just, I just had visions of Joe Wicks. Boris. Boris, no, Boris, no, no, not again, Boris. Boris, I just haven't got it in me to do another PE. I can't do it. That's what he said. I don't, I, I'm just knackered, mate. Yeah. So that, that's my theory about that one. That's a yeah. good theory. Yeah. How are you? Is your luster lacking? You're doing some paperwork there, Chippy, for ladies and gentlemen that can't see at home. She's shuffling. I am. Papers. She's got her glasses on and she's shuffling papers. She's quite efficient. Falling through social media last night, like you do. And um, Sally, Women with Sparkle, had done yeah. Instagram Live. And she has rebranded the word lockdown into protective pause. Right, quite like that. I quite like that. I quite like that. So if anyone wants to rename it, I mean, it's, it is now burnt on my brain as lockdown, so I, I can't. Uh, my thing is, lots of people are freaking out about it. I think I, I want to talk about something, actually. She might not want to talk about. It's, I mean, tough. We're going. My, my top tip for lockdown, though, is do a two-week quarantine beforehand because then lockdown seems quite, like, relaxed. <laughs> because I haven't been able to leave my house for two weeks. And so now I'm like, well, I can go out with the dogs. Yeah, you like, you, you, you've levelled up. I have. Um, but I am trying to do, like, two weeks' worth of outdoorsy stuff, like going to the shops and all of that in three days before I've, I've, uh, I've, as soon as he announced it on Saturday I was like I'm just pretending it's from now yeah I mean yeah only psychologically because I knew that if I went to the gym I'd be like <laughs> oh. is the gym the gym's closing again yeah gyms are closing uh, I'm just I'm deeply concerned about small businesses as in yeah uh, my friend who's, who's our friend, whose husband's a cabbie, mm. she's, she's a beauty therapist, no income, mm. no support. Mm. That's, that's the worry this time around. I feel like the lockdown this time around is going to be easier because there's no kids at home, unless you, you, you have a case in your class, obviously. And your kind of outdoorsiness is you can go out for a walk with a friend um so that's a big difference but I think lockdown this time is going to be different i've also got another theory so when we first the first one um ev- well from my anecdotal experience <clears throat> seeing what people spoke about everyone was like oh banana bread oh blitz spirit oh uh, you know oh yay blah blah and then in a way sort of escaped from reality with that and then when everything started to get back to normal reality hit them 
and like you'd either put on a stone and a half or you'd you know spent a load of money on amazon for stuff that you didn't need on this and the other and everyone went back to work but i think this time around i think everyone is going to be very aware of the stuff that they did last time that wasn't necessarily a good idea like eat your body weight and cheese <laughs> like i did you know and spend the shit ton of money on stuff on amazon prime that you didn't necessarily need yes. um, i think people are going to go into this more, more with their eyes a lot more open which it has is you know is both good and bad yeah um, I, that's my theory also that i mean i'm hesitant to say it but there is an end in sight and that was the thing with the last one was that we just didn't know when it was going to end whereas with this one it's like something's going to happen on the 2nd of december we don't know what it is but technically will be loud out on the 2nd of december whereas before it was very much like six weeks four weeks six weeks well it started off as three weeks didn't it he said we'll review it after three weeks i feel like everyone is like second second at least we've got something to aim for yeah i'm not doing that <laughs> oh she's not she's not aiming for that i yeah only, only because I don't want to be, I don't want to hinge on that and for it not to happen. That's my own. I get that. If I say to myself, on the 2nd of December, I can go to the gym and then I can't go. Oh, to no, the no, gym. no. I wouldn't do that, Gemma. Hold up. Let's not do that. No, just think on the 2nd of December, some things will probably ease yeah what that is we don't know but some things will probably ease yeah yeah okay i can go with that but i probably still won't be allowed to go to the gym and one thing i i so i think a lot of people did this when lockdown eased last time i did the thing that i think a lot of people did which was i didn't achieve anything and i'm trying to be positive and look at this like a you have a second go to achieve stuff. And so if you didn't finish the DIY, if you didn't write your novel, if you didn't, do you know what I mean? Learn the lessons from the lockdown the first time round. Yeah. More like if you want to achieve something, you'd be, you'd be setting yourself up to actually do it because you've learned the lessons because the first time round was practice. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I feel the need to talk about this, but I do slightly because I feel like we talked about anxiety a lot. And then they, I, I've been experiencing something that I've had to Google. And if I'm having to Google it, I'm sure lots of people are having to Google it. But for reasons known only to myself, mostly laziness. Um, I got bored of doing my repeat prescriptions. So I weaned myself off my anxiety medication. It has been, I don't know how I did it in my, in my, early 20s I just did it cold turkey and I don't remember it being that bad at all I quite sensibly weaned myself slowly off my anxiety meds um, and thought I'd done a really good job turns out it's a real toughie and 
I'm always a massive, well, not a massive advocate. I mean, I'm a huge advocate of if you need medication for, for depression or anxiety or anything, then absolutely you should take it because the thing I really like about the times that I've taken it, it's been like a mental breather. Yeah. Um, and there's a really nice moment where you get your meds right and it's literally like a dark cloud. I remember walking along my road and thinking, oh, the leaves on the trees are really beautiful. It must have been, it was January. And I'm thinking, oh, the, um, something's, the leaves are coming out or something was happening on the trees. February, February, it was February. Let's get this right. And then being like, oh my God. It's the first time I've noticed anything like that for months. And I think I've just been in such a bad way mentally without really realising it, that stuff like that was just not, like appreciating stuff like that was just not happening so I'm a huge advocate of it but I've been it's been a really tough two weeks I also combined coming off my medication with two weeks post Italian quarantine um which is not great not ideal <laughs> um and yeah it's been really difficult and I sort of felt like we talk about I, I feel like as someone who says how amazing medication can be if that works for you if that's what you need i think during a global pandemic is not a time to come off your meds oh, and i just talked to my doctor about it he was like you probably had better ideas jiffy <laughs> well i speak okay so so my side effects have been started off with extreme dizziness i kept saying to my husband i feel really stoned like my eyes were rolling back in my head um, and I couldn't work out what it was for ages um, until I was like, oh, I just feel really stoned every afternoon. And then I would get uh, a corking headache. So for the past week, every afternoon, I've had a real slammer of a headache that nothing fixes and you feel slightly nauseous. And my temper with everyone in the house will go from completely normal to... Um, quite like shouty 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 the world is going to end shouting within the blink of an eye and for about three nights in a row I just felt absolutely the most depressed ever and did some crying which is unusual and yeah Joe came up once and I was having a little weep in my office and he was like and we're choosing Jeff Buckley we're listening to Jeff Buckley for our I was like I didn't even think about it he's like it's the most depressing album in the world ever um so I actually after I took I took I took half a antidepressant last night feeling much better this afternoon um <laughs> I have to say that I had spoken to my doctor but I didn't speak to him about coming off them but I spoke to him about the side effects of, of coming off them. And I spoke to him yesterday and he was like, it's just like, why, why, why are you trying to come off them now? Mm. We don't recommend doing it in the winter. We don't recommend doing it when you can't, you know, go out and do things. Mm. So I just wanted to discuss the flip side that they are great. Coming off them is difficult it's okay to feel rubbish don't try and come off your pills in the middle of a global pandemic here endeth the lesson but um it i was surprised at how long it took me to put two and two together between like this is just how angry i am now 
and <laughs> Googling it and being like, oh, so I Googled what's the side effects coming off Citalopram and it's like, oh, dizziness, yes, headache, yes, really bad anxious, uh, crossness, yes. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, get, I don't really, I'm not that much of a crier and uh, I've cried loads in the last week. I think my tear ducts are getting the biggest workout of their life. <laughs> they all work. They'll they'll go into remission again once I get, get my meds back up. But anyway, so that was my little. I just thought I just felt responsible to share as someone who's always like take the pills. We have had some dirty laundry sent in from. Uh, let us call her Claire. Claire's conundrum. Are you ready? Yeah. Claire writes, her name is not Claire, we are protecting her identity for, for, why? We don't need a reason, let's just protect her identity. We don't need to answer to the universe for that. What makes you laugh here is that she's called you Corinna. Which yeah. is very posh. She's got, you have, to, you have to imagine this in a beautiful Northern Irish accent. Ah, uh, well, yeah, well, that makes so much sense. Okay, so she says... You know, you, should you both always hit a chord with me? So I really would like an alternative view on her conundrum. <clears throat> she would like to know our thoughts on staying in a job that we hate for security versus branching out and working for yourself. Obviously taking into account that we're in uncertain times and also with a partner who also has an up and down income. Um, she's written here that she had wanted to get pregnant and at least get a maternity leave out of her current employers, but now she's off with stress. She can request a reduction of hours, but, and I think this is the killer sentence that she's put here, but I, I think I'm done with it. I have two choices, career break or quit. I have... Um, so I, she's... I work with her. I know about this situation. So I want you to answer first. Yeah. So, in my opinion, and I have, I am almost forty. So, um, I have had many jobs. So, so I had one job like that, and and it is my belief that if something is making you miserable, that life is too short to carry on. I would just quit. So I had a job. <laughs> That's my bit of advice. <laughs> I had a job that I, um, I may have mentioned it, I had a job that I really liked sometimes, uh, but there was no progression in it, and the way I was viewed in the place that I worked made me feel awful about myself. Um, I, I mean, I've had jobs where I would wake up in the night, look at my clock and think, oh, oh good, five more hours before I need to be there. And and yeah. again, oh good, I've only got oh, three more hours, at least I've got three more hours. And I think that it, there, there comes a point where your mental health and your, your own well-being far outweighs. Anything. Also, I know that Claire's been signed off work with stress and something that really got to me about my previous job where I felt like this was um, her boss has contacted her almost daily. she feels like she can't post on social media she can't uh be seen to be doing anything fun because she's not at work mm. whereas to my mind and i'm a massive 
symbol clasher for, for mental health purposes. Actually, at that job, I had someone from HR come along and say to me, don't worry, I'm not going to mention to anyone that you have depression because I had to fill out a medical form when you join and you have to say if you're taking any medication. And so I put down my antidepressants. And so the HR woman said to me in an open plan office, I won't tell anyone about your depression. And I was like, boom, that's just the awful, that's an awful, like now I'd have been like, let's get you fired. But then it was just like, oh, people can't know, people can't know, you know. And it's the same thing. It's like, if you're stressed or depressed or anxious, the number one thing you can do for yourself, apart from speak to your GP, is do what makes you happy or makes you feel better or makes you feel like you can get through the day. And if that's staring into space all day, that's fine. If it's walking all day, that's fine. If it's posting on social media, that's fine. But she feels like she can't, she's being watched, she's being contacted by her boss. And I just am like, well, hmm. it's not helping. It's not helping the situation. So I slightly feel like she's not going to, she's never going to get the space she needs to feel less of the stress. Yeah. To be able to go back and do her job. And also, I think if she's, oh, because obviously I don't, I don't know this lady, but if she's in a position to be able to quit and if, and if, and if she's in a position to be able to do, um, a, you know, set up another business or that, you know, the worst thing in life is having regrets, right? So if, if, if in a few years she turns around and she's like, oh God, I wish I'd done that. I yeah. Because someone said to me once, I might have read it. You, you, you very often regret the things that you don't do. Yeah you're more likely to regret the things you don't do than the things you do do unless obviously you do something absolutely horrendous but like you are you are more likely to regret you know not taking that job or not going on that holiday or you know not taking that chance because it's that well what if I had done that what would have happened and it always leaves a question mark over it doesn't it yeah yeah um also she is set up to do she, she's not in a position where she'd have to think about what she'd do she knows what she would do and I think for a lot of people who want to make the leap from a secure job to working for themselves or doing something else is not knowing what you want to do um but she's got two things of income that she could do but obviously it's being self-employed and that's really scary and well, it it's is not it's a steady income at the moment. Like, if you, you know, you, when people give you that helpful bit of advice, and I'm sure the helpful bit of advice or comments would go to her at the moment. Are you sure you must be crazy to give up a job that's um, you, a job in the middle of a pandemic? Don't do it now. Do, do you know what I mean? It's just like, well, yeah, I just think you only live once. I yeah. think you can't go through life doing the safe thing that makes you miserable if doing the safe thing makes you feel good then absolutely do the safe thing i'm not here to be like if you're not taking risks you're not living because that's not true if like no. if, if you could but but i don't think i think you're right that line in the in the email um yeah, I, I think if, I, I think i'm done with it then be done with it yeah i think 
go on, girl. Would she like me to say that? Does she need? Yeah. To- yeah. <laughs> you need that. You need that next time you do um, stuff with the tom out. Yeah. Go on, love. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Um, but I think it is really tricky, and I think lots of people are really struggling. Uh, you know. I think I think there's I think there's things that, that are happening at the moment that are going either way. I think lots of people are, are going to really struggle with this second lockdown financially. There's not the the support in place for people's businesses to survive. But I also think a lot of people are suddenly going. I just I just I'm done with it. I can't do that anymore and having that separation from going into the office every day or doing whatever has made them suddenly go oh I can't I I can't go back I don't want to do it um and I think that's really important I think so many people do stuff they don't want or uh, do you know what I mean you just you do the the comfortable easy route Mm -hmm. And I think if you can you get anything positive out of this current situation, it's yeah. And another nice, another bit of a bit easier. What would you if if you know this is this is your best friend asking you, what would Claire tell her best friend to do? Yeah, that always helps. If I'm in a little bit of a conundrum yeah. or a quandary. Yeah, and I've I did say to her do it quit and I didn't say it because I'm like quit 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 to everyone but I think she is she has got transferable online work and I think now everyone's doing more stuff online Mm. it's a good time to do it there I think there are loads of businesses that maybe it's not a good time to do it like my friend who is a chef who took a work break to look after his second son. I don't think there's any point in him necessarily looking for chef work at the moment. No. Do you know what I mean? Whereas she's doing something that I think would be very much in, in, in uh, need online and therefore it's not as risky as it feels probably. But then there's loads of downsides to being self-employed. Yeah, like maths. What's your least favourite bit about being self-employed? Maths. Even though you've got Derek. Maths. My, my... Derek is Mr. Maths. Yeah, Mr. Maths. So my, I what I hate about being self-employed is is I always have this underlying fear that I have I've forgotten to like put money aside for a bill or some tax bill or I've forgotten something and. Uh, you know I've, I've all of a sudden just messed it up yeah um because I always second guess myself and I always triple check my calculations then quadruple check it um in but in, in fact my concentration span since I was ill like was suspected COVID in March my concentration span is so bad that I got to the point where I um actually phoned my accountant and I would normally have been able to do my self-assessment really easily but I phoned my accountant I said I can't do it I'm like looking at this maths it's not even difficult maths and I just want to run and hide in the cupboard (laughs) yeah that's the worst bit like when you're employed like 
Mm. You know, when you're employed, you can shut the door if your job's all right, and you can like just not think. Someone else is doing. Someone else is doing a lot of that kind of maths for you. Someone else is doing like the official stuff. You just have to worry about what comes in. You do the maths for that. Everything else is. Yeah. Taking care of. Favorite bit of being self-employed. You're never not working. Yeah, I'm that. You're never not working. And I do know some people who are self-employed, who some people who do my network marketing business with me, who like they finish work at five on a Friday. They don't start work until nine on a Monday. If they work at the weekend, they'll be like, I'm working from 11 till 12. And they're great. Um, I'm not like that. I will work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I had a day off the other day. Oh, in Venice. In Venice, I didn't work for two days. And I say that I was in touch with my team. I love my team. So that's not a problem. Um, and I'd scheduled stuff to post and respond to. But but we both kind of took the time off and that was really nice. But I really struggle with that. I'm not good at setting my work boundaries. And it's the same. I am, I am getting don't, that. Yeah. So uh, it's the it's the it's the freelancer thing of you have to say yes to everything because you don't know when it's going to dry up. But actually, being clever with your time and how you work is the key, and breaking it down. I mean, we yeah. could do a whole podcast on that. But. Yeah, I mean, but, but, but you mentally never switch off, though. I mean, even if you say, right, I'm only going to work between 11 and 2 today, it's always in the back of your mind. Um, but then you have to think, well, you can walk the dog whenever you want. You can go to the allotment whenever you want. You can, do you know what I mean? There are definite upsides. But if yeah. I was in, in, in full-time regular employment now or part-time and I was going to go freelance or self-employed, my number one tip would be, plan your week like it's an office job yeah from the get-go mm -hmm. because i feel like you get really excited all of the time what was the first bit you said not be available all of the time yeah to people and you need to really and like you just said then when you start off you're excited you're full of vim and vigor and enthusiasm and you know you've got this idea and, and that's great but if you have to be, you have to really safeguard how available you are to either your clients or whatever, because if you start off on the wrong foot, it's much harder to dial it back and become less available. Yeah. And it and, really is. Yeah. It, it, is, um, it becomes really stressful. But also it was very interesting. I think it was Sally. Actually, I, I was guilty of doing it to Sally. Um, you sent me a thing from Sally about, uh people wanting loads of your time and advice or whatever for in your dms that your clients or whatever would pay you for so for you it'd be the same as someone being like oh can you just mention this product that i sell mm -hmm. for free mm -hmm. and you're like but it's not free because it's my time and it's my business and it's all the effort that you've put into building your business and blah 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 it's expecting the the problem with so much access and everything is that people people can have access to you all the time 
and they expect because they have that they have access to your inbox or they have they can dm you on instagram or whatever that it's like well you can give me the stuff that people would normally pay for one of my one of my biggest bugbears and when people is when people say oh go on it'll only take you five minutes yeah it's it's like my time's not worth anything to you everybody in the world or if everybody said it will only take you five minutes if five people said that's 40 minutes yeah so you know that's not like you don't skip ahead of the queue just because this job only takes five minutes <laughs> that's all oh, yeah on my nerves. ever since i was very young it's just like well mine's more important and it's quick so you just may as well do it right now but also it's that thing of like the pre-email pre well not pre-email necessarily but pre social media you wouldn't phone someone up on the phone and be like Oh, I don't want to. I, you wouldn't phone. You, do you know what I mean? You just don't phone up people like your doctor on the phone and go, "I don't want to come in for an appointment. I just want you to chat to me on the phone about." But do you know what I mean? It's like you don't make those. It's just that social media has given us such access to people, and you're so right. If you get, and I feel like I messaged someone messaged us, messaged me saying how much she loved the podcast. Mm-hmm. She messaged me yesterday. And I went to reply to her and she's in my Facebook group and she'd sent me a picture of her skin and I hadn't bloody replied because I get quite a few people and I think I want to sit down and look at that and give her my opinion. And I hadn't, just mean I hadn't got back to her and it just makes me feel awful. Tell me what your positive is for this week. We need, we need a positive. We need a good one. My positive, I mean, we should just name this episode after my doctor. Um, My positive is my doctor, and I will tell you why. I have had loads of doctors in my time. I'm a hypochondriac, but um, I've had loads of doctors in my time, and he's really good. And I went to doctors about my periods. I went to loads of female doctors about my periods and they all were basically like, that's just how it is now. Loads of women have really heavy periods. You just have to live with it, have the coil, blah, blah, blah. Whereas he, and I didn't go to him because I thought, how much can he know, really? But he's just like, no, that doesn't sound right. Let's do this. Let's try that. And then he said to me, it doesn't matter what happens we'll sort it out. Oh. I know. That's why I was like, I'm marrying him. Um, and so it, um, I know that lots of people, and I have lots of women in my Facebook group who have bad periods, heavy periods, painful periods, stuff going on with their lady bits, post-birth or otherwise. And I've always, I'm such a big advocate of if you, if you don't like your doctor, ask to see a different doctor. And if they say you can't, that's not a thing. You have a right to change doctor. You have a right to see which doctor you want because it's so worth finding the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're there to help. That's their job and that's their sort of vocation. Mm-hmm. Is being a GP vocational? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
what's your positive of the week um, my positive is still peloton positive peloton so well, I, had, well, peloton. I had a massive wobble on saturday night when new gyms will have to close and mike said well, it's all right you've still got till thursday and i was like no because i'll go on monday and i'll be like and it can go three more times and i'll go on tuesday and be like oh god so I said, I'm not, I'm just going to stop going now. So um, the Peloton app has got this outdoor bit where they coach you through outdoor runs. And my favorite instructor is called Matty. And he's just so lovely. And I always, I used to do a treadmill run at the gym with him, um, but he does a load of outdoor runs. So I put my outdoor, uh, my earphones on, put my trainers on, and I did a 3.7 mile run. I got a personal best. He coached me the whole way through. And I thought it's going to be okay. And then I tagged him on Instagram, never thinking that he'd see it. And he sent me three little hearts. So oh. I'd be like, Matty, at what point do we stop to be sick? Have we got that in? Have we got that? To... Okay. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, the thought of um, chippy chundering up the side of the road. We should... <laughs> <laughs> Next week, say goodbye, Chippy. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.